0: All right, Brad Cooney.com would like to welcome to the show hip-hop recording artist, Ethos. What is up, Ethos? What's going on? Not much, man. What's going on with you? That's the question. You got a lot going on. Um, that I do. It's been
1: pandemonium.
0: Yeah, man. That's good, though. It's always good to be busy, no matter what genre you might be in or what you're doing. It's busy. Busy's good. Absolutely. All right, so you have this new record called The Ten Commandments. Um, I've read your bio and i understand the concept um of how you hooked the ten commandments and how you use those commandments to uh spin off songs for for uh, um you know pulling from the ten commandments so i want to hear from you i want to hear your your spin on this how, how did you come up with the idea
1: well when i was thinking about you know what i wanted to do for my first album i was trying to view it you know from the eyes of like an a and r and, you know, I was trying to think, what could I do, you know, that would really stand out in their eyes, you know, also something that would have substance and longevity. You know, I really didn't just want to put, like, an album of general concept songs together and kind of say, like, hey, this is me, you know, this is it. You know, I really wanted to take an idea and try to create an experience from start to finish. And, uh... The idea came up, but I was talking with somebody about the Ten Commandments and just how you know generic and and misguided that they've become. And then I came up with the idea to kind of restructure them, attack each topic one by one, and try to keep religion, you know, or keep religion out of it as much as I possibly could, except when
0: I (laughs) have to talk about it. Which is which is really it's like a kind of a ballsy move, dude. To be uh, to be honest with you. I mean, because when you write anything that, that, you know, any music that's titled The Ten Commandments or anything religious, you're going to, you're flirting, you're flirting with, uh, you know, people are, because religion and, religion and politics are the two, the two subjects that at any time can just blow up. Um, so have you, ha- have you had any problems at all as far as anybody questioning your your, your, your songs or trying to throw religion at you?
1: Um, I've had a couple, you know, like, inquiries are like as to you know kind of the same way like you know what are you really going for here because i think a lot of people automatically associate the ten commandments uh, with religion but what i tried to do was like everything from the cover to the song topics are intended to create questions and debate and i tried to remain like as neutral as i could on every topic like even the religion one you know i say like i don't have an issue with religion I just had an issue with what man did to it anything that helps people in my opinion Mm -hmm. is good as long as they know what they're you know putting their faith into I guess you know it was hard I just shared a video on my Facebook actually and you know there's comments and stuff you know bouncing off back and forth with people about like you know Satan and being good and bad and stuff so you know there was a ton of aspects to it choosing that route you know everything from the design to the numbers to the topic to even like how I feel about You know, how about God
0: and the devil, you know, is in there too as well. So, all those things. Yeah, good stuff. I actually, um, I heard you say um, about, you know, you don't have a problem with religion so much. It's what man did to it. I wholeheartedly agree with that comment. Um, I just stay away from organized religion. I I grew up in New York, so I grew up going to Catholic churches. Um, But as I got older... I just is like you know what I got my own my own relationship with God, and I don't need the organized religion thing. Um, I've just seen a lot of wars and a lot of pain and suffering through, you know, what religion can do to people. So um, there's a lot to write there, man. You definitely dive holes into a subject that you can probably write, you know, for the next twenty years on, if you wanted. To. Absolutely. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I had to keep a lot of I did keep a lot of stuff out of it You know what I mean Especially like the first song Well, it is a direct indictment On the first commandment And the fact that it, it's referencing Don't worship any other god Don't be open-minded You know, instead of like You know, be empathetic Care about your fellow man and animal And things like that So, yeah. you know, I, I, it really I was worried I was going to tie my hand behind my back But as soon as I got started with it I realized that, yeah I definitely had a lot to go from
0: Yeah, man There's just a lot of hypocr- hypocrisies With certain religions that I, I, you know, I'm not getting you to say anything on the record. I'm just, I'm just speaking for myself. Um, And I'll give you a cool example. Like when I don't know how old you are, but do you remember when Hurricane Katrina came up and just smashed into the Louisiana-Mississippi coast? Absolutely. So, well, I live down here. So I I mean, I'm from New York, but I actually I live about two hours north of New Orleans now. Um, So I, 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 so I was right in the middle of that hurricane. And I was going to a Baptist church at the time, and once Hurricane Katrina came in, it made mean, it really devastated the Mississippi coast and the New Orleans got smashed. So we had a lot of displaced families from New Orleans that were up in my area because I lived about two hours from the coast. So a lot of displaced families came up and they were and they were visiting churches and and until and so they can get their houses rebuilt, you know, they're up in our area. So we had a lot of African American. Guests that came and worshipped in the church. And my church at the time was about 85, 90 percent white, um, so we didn't have very many African Americans. But what I saw that really pissed me off was on Sundays when those displaced folks from New Orleans, those African Americans, were coming into our church. I would see the other like old timers, like the you know the real Bible thumper Baptists that were in that church for years, you know, kind of scoffing and rolling their eyes behind these people's backs. And I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me, man! I mean, you're in, a, you're in a you're in a house of worship, and it clearly talks about not supposed to judge, and here they are, you know. I was like, Jesus. So that was that was it. I left that church. I, don't, I never went back. I was I couldn't I couldn't do it. I couldn't stay there anymore, man. So there's there's another twenty years worth of music, right there in itself. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I mean, and as far as like Hurricane Katrina, too, that Joel Osteen was asked to open up his you know mega church to like. How some of those that? people And he wouldn't do it So yeah. I definitely made sure To include some of his More hypocritical statements In some of my songs too
0: Joel Olstein, Benny Hinn Ke- Keplo Dollar There's a special Billy person Gr- Billy Graham Dude, but there is well, You know, Billy Graham I see a little bit I don't hold him to the same To the same level As the other That I mentioned The Billy right. Graham, you know right. Of course had a lot of money When, when, when he passed away but those other three guys, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, they were taking money, like, they were right out in the open saying, I, we, I want you to, you know, tithe and give money so I can buy a freaking private jet. And yep. Benny Hinn with his Rolex watches, you know, and, and those, there's a special hell, place in hell for those folks, man, in my opinion. I mean, this is bad, bad stuff, man. Bad.
1: Absolutely. No, no matter how you look at it, they perversed, you know, something that was meant to help people, even if you don't believe in that, yeah. you know. The people relied on those people for a message to better their lives. You know, whether they can not think for themselves or not was irrelevant. You know, you have these people's lives in your hand, and you, you know, you're not setting
0: a very good example. And those I remember are rappers too. And I remember Joel. you know, I remember exactly what you're talking about. I remember, I remember the in Houston that the, the whole area where his church was was flooded terribly, but the church wasn't. The church itself was dry, and he just wouldn't open his doors for all those people. Now, yeah, man. Would Jesus do that, big boy? Would Jesus lock him out and fly his private jets around? Probably not. So, anyway. Not even a little bit. Exactly. All right, so when, when, when was it when you started first creating music? How did you get into this thing?
1: Um, actually, I've been playing conventional instruments for about 19 years. I wanted to uh, play the drums when I was a kid, and my parents... Told me to relax, and they got me a guitar. But I've always liked hip hop and stuff. It wasn't until like later on down that I worked through the process of people and creativity that I realized that I was better off, you know, kind of doing things sort of by myself. And I didn't mean that from like a talent standpoint, you know. It's just that you don't have the right people supporting your music or your life. You know, it's going to be counterproductive, and it just took me a really long time to figure that out.
0: Have you um, Have you thought about incorporating your, your guitar playing into your music at all, into your like records, hip hop records? In the
1: first song on Ten Commandments, I actually picked up my guitar, and I put a little bit of, like, I guess, I mean, uncomfortable singing in there to sort of emulate, like, a church mm-hmm. uh, type sound to that. So, like, you know, I'm playing guitar, bass, and drums, I was kind of at a crossroads when I made the switch. I could either dedicate fully to using my guitar and, you know, skills and all that stuff in the hip-hop, or I could choose to just kind of pick it up, you know, when it makes sense, and then let that kind of be a surprise for people and later on, like, oh, wow, this plays a guitar, or plays mm-hmm. drums,
0: and mm-hmm. plays bass. It's cool. Yeah, I, I've so. always I've always appreciated uh, musicians that you know can play multiple instruments. Um, give you a cool example. You, you know that TV show The View. You've heard of that, I'm sure. Yeah. So mm-hmm. before Prince passed away, Prince actually made a surprise appearance on that show. Um, probably a year, maybe even less than a year before he died. He's, Prince was doing a a. A concert in New York City so he surprised the panel on the view and he gave him free tickets to get in and anyway Barbara Walters uh, looked at Prince and said hey did you know that Justin Bieber really looks up to you like like a lot and Prince is like oh that's nice and Barbara Walters said well was there any advice you can give him and Prince kind of looked at her and kind of had that little half smirk on his face he goes yeah he needs to pick up an instrument
1: <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely the truth. You know, and then, I mean, that's the same. They just, you know, he can, the guy can sing, but you know, that's not why he was given his record deal. You know, it's exactly. it's. They think they can sell records. Same with the mumble rappers. You know, what I mean, they music is the last thing on a lot of these labels' minds, and that's a sad thing.
0: It is. It is. I, I just appreciate uh, multi diverse. Uh, musicians. That's why, I, that's why I admired Prince. That's why I admire Bruno Mars, because Bruno Mars plays instruments. Um, and there's others out there that play instruments that I really... I played guitar myself um, for pro- probably 35 years on and off. And I just picked up the hey, harmonica. I actually just picked up the harmonica. I never played harmonica in my life. And I said, you know what? I want to learn how to play that son of a bitch, man. So I bought one like six months ago. And I'm actually getting fair on it I mean, I wouldn't say, you know, we won't be close to saying good yet But at least I'm making some, some sort of music with it um, So that's... A, Absolutely Yeah, it's a lot of fun um, Alright, so what about your musical influences? Who, who, who's some people that inspired you? Um, when I was
1: making the Switch, uh, I, I was listening to a lot of Tyler the Creator and Logic And what I really like about them is they they seem to sort of, like, create their own paths and they've had their own levels of success, you know, they didn't, you know, like Logic, for example, makes his own beats and so does Tyler, the Creator, like, immediately those two things right there separate those two over a lot of others, you know, and not that I don't respect, like, the process of an artist tracking down a beat and, like, seeing what he does with it, but, you know, playing instruments, I'm looking for something different and Logic and Tyler, the Creator, namely, you know, make all of their own music to my understanding so Hmm. not only are they making the beats and casting the mood into their music but they're also putting the lyrics in there that resonate with all of us so i definitely have been taking to them a lot since i've switched
0: what about you do you make your own beats
1: yes sir yes actually this is where i think like playing drums benefits anyone that makes beats like if you have a natural you know rhythm to you you know, you'll find that even if it's not a drum set, you'll make a backbeat for a song that seems to like uh, produce the better flow out of you than say just hoping to find a beat, you know, on a website or something and making it work. You know, you know exactly how you want the drums to go. You know exactly how it's going to make your voice flow, and then all of a sudden, that in tandem allows you to like have these
0: creations that you didn't even know existed. <laughs> you know, it's, you know it's. um we mentioned before as a drummer, um, it's kind of like a, making beats and drums like peanut butter and jelly almost like go together. Um, I wanted to learn how to play drums, um, and I, <laughs> I have a good friend of mine. God rest his soul, he passed away many years ago. But he was a freaking badass drummer. I mean, he was, this dude was a, I mean, he was freaking unbelievable drummer, and. Um, and I, and I, like I told you before, I dabbled guitar back then. I've been playing a lot more seriously since then years, but... Uh, so I asked him, I said, hey, can you show me how to play drums? He's like, yeah. So he had a drum set set up in his bedroom, and um, so he goes, take a seat. So I sit down, and then he just starts, like, sh- trying to show me how to, you know, use the foot pedal, and, and very simple, very simple beats he's trying to show me, and I was totally fucked. I had no, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it hey, look, 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 dude, I took like five minutes He said, get the hell off there You're, you're never going to learn it. If you can't do that You're, you're never going to learn how to play drums <laughs> That was it My drum career was over with like, in like five minutes And you know what's crazy? He was right I knew it, too I was like, I just can't get it It's like, I play guitar, but I can't sing I can't sing and play guitar at the same time Sure,
1: right uh, It takes a while to learn that, for sure I can't
0: do it <laughs> Oh, yeah I mean, I play guitar, but don't give me the singing at the same time, or I'll, I'll ask both of them up. Oh, I realize, man. Like, how, I don't realize how important drummers
1: are, man. You, you, like, you're a guitar player, you take your guitar part to seven different drummers, yeah. and let them write seven different parts, you're going to get seven totally different songs. And yeah. that's cool to me.
0: <clears throat> Who's your favorite drummer?
1: Ooh, jeez. There's drummers in bands that like aren't household names that I think creatively and stuff. You know, kind of stand apart. Obviously, I like like Neil Peart and stuff. A lot of yeah. the drummers that have really like creatively paved their own way, not just technically. You know, those are the ones that I like. The ones that really understand the big picture and can separate themselves. There's a band that called I the Mighty that has a really good drummer, but that's the complete opposite of the music that I make. Yeah. <laughs> but if you like a good drummer, you'd like him.
0: Do you like rock music? Or are you more of a hip-hop fan, more hip-hop genre?
1: Oh, I love all music. I mean, I really, I don't mean, like, I love all music, but, like, I definitely appreciate doo-wop and all that stuff. But actually, it's one of the things I really like about... Two unrelated bands, Biscuit and Dave Matthews. Like oh, yeah. they both have they have jazz drummers in very unique scenarios, yeah. and they, that have doo wop and jazz influences too. So
0: I think that that resonates with me for sure. But Dave Matthews. Band. Dave Matthews group. I mean, all of them are psychotically talented. I mean, so good, so yeah, good. It's yeah. rare to get that that much talent in one band, you
1: know. Yeah. And that's why only a few bands make it, because like every member has to be as good as they but their prospective jobs.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. If I remember right, I, correctly, I think they're a New Orleans band. I think they're from Louisiana.
1: Love New Orleans. I did not know that, but that makes me like them a little bit more.
0: Yep, yep. New Orleans is like my second home. I, I mean, it's only about a two-hour drive from my driveway, so I'm in New Orleans quite a bit. And there's a ton of music. I mean, I don't know if you've been there before, but it's the music. One club. of my places to go. Yeah, you got to go. You being a musician, you'll freaking love it because you you'll just walk around and just and just check out the buskers, man. And the the street performers are are fantastic. Actually, there's a very, there's a really cool video on on YouTube. I don't know if you saw it or not, but Lenny Kravitz is also from New Orleans, and um, Lenny Kravitz was just kicking back, just having a cocktail. And he heard this high school band playing one of his songs at Jackson Square. There was a high school set up there, like, like, you know, the band from the school. And they were playing a song, but one of his songs. So Kravitz, like, just videos himself walking up. And he just walks up and he just starts watching them. And little by little, people start realizing this, holy shit, fucking Lenny Kravitz is, like, right there. And so they invite him up to play drums. And he starts playing drums with the high school kids doing their, doing his song. And then someone throws him a microphone, so he starts singing. And by then, there's like six hundred people there, like all oh, everybody just realizes it's Lenny Kravitz, right, right in New Orleans, man. So you got you got to come check it out. It's a great city. Absolutely, can't wait, man. All right. So, what about live performances? You do much of that?
1: I have nothing coming up actually, um, but that's I'm actually waiting for an article to hit Source Magazine yeah. and letting all the dust settle from that just to see. You know, because I've I've had plenty of chances to book shows. I've made plenty of contacts in Cleveland in my time, but, you know, I'm stuck in this weird limbo phase where I kind of have to wait and see where things pan out before I can make promises like shows and stuff. But I'm dying to play out, man. It's going to be a lot of fun to sing and play these songs live and let people experience them in person.
0: You know what's great, man? Like, I, I mean, obviously you know damn well that you don't look the part. Which is good though. That's good though. I, that to me is a plus. So you're gonna have the wow factor, which is great. That's why I like that TV show, The Voice, so much because sometimes you know the judges are don't see who, what they look like, and it's you know some two hundred pound dude it sounds like a sounds like Mickey Mouse, but sounds but has a great Absolutely. voice. I love that. So that's what I liked about you when I when I opened up your bio. And then I listened to your song, I was like, yeah, man, it's fucking great. This guy looks nothing like what he does, and he's really good at what he does. So you're going to have that plus factor. It's going to take a little, you know, people are going to have to get over a little bit of a knee-jerk. Like, holy shit, this dude's a, you know, hip and But you have talent, though. Matter of fact, I was listening to your song, and you know, I get some, some, some artists that I'm like, eh, I don't know how much talent here. But when I was listening to you, I was like, this fucking guy is really talented. I mean, his. he's... And I, the first thing I wrote down is, do you make your own beats? Because I had a feeling you did. I just did. I had a feeling you made your own beats, which are very good, by the way. Dude,
1: thank you. I appreciate
0: everything that you just said. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> all right. So um, is there anything else you wanted to talk about your new record, some of the singles you wanted to touch on at all? Well,
1: not really, man. I'm just really excited to, I, I mean, if you're going to sit down with the Ten Commandments, just to keep in mind that, you know, it's more or less meant to be Listened to from start to finish It's only a half hour long um, The lyrics are on YouTube too I, I, What I do is like when I make music I'll release demos So that you know, anyone that's following me Gets to hear sort of like the idea Of what the new song will sound like Enough to listen to you temporarily Then when I go back and fix the beat And redo the parts more clearly And mix it all down It's like they get all these new experiences So I mm-hmm. do the same thing with the the Ten Commandments videos, all the demos on, you know, on the pages, everything. You can hear the difference in those. Plus, there's stuff out there.
0: You know, if you listen to Ten Commandments and want more, there's there's more out there. Right on, man. All right, so before I let you go, I'm going to give you an opportunity to tell all the listeners out there where they can find Ten Commandments and your other stuff. So talk about your social media, websites, things like that.
1: Excellent. You can find me on Instagram at ethos underscore Cleveland. That's got music on there and memes too, if you want to steal those. Um, SoundCloud, you have to search by name because they do users by numbers, but you'll know it's me when you see the, uh, the psychedelic looking guy with the, the big uh, guy. Space spacesuit on. <laughs> Love yeah, oh, that. Well, that too, actually, yeah I mean, if you do if you do happen to stumble across an actual picture of me Yeah, you'll see the beard for sure yeah. But, like, to what you were saying a few minutes ago That's why I didn't put my picture in there Because I know, you know, that look is part of it You know, like, you know, what does this dude have to offer? I wanted to keep my face out of it And just let, let it be about the music as long as I could Yeah, dude You know um, what, what I... What so I, what I what,
0: sorry, go ahead, finish your thought
1: Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, Ten Commandments is also in all of the major stores, too, so Oh, nice you Search Ethos, Ten Commandments, in Spotify, uh, Napster, iTunes, it's, it's available pretty much anywhere you shake a stick at, except for physically
0: Awesome, dude Well, look, I appreciate you doing the show, I want you to come back on the show when you got some more to talk about, man
1: Absolutely, man, I would love to